I will set out for Gaul myself and confront our enemies. They will learn the error of their ways. But why might early Christians have called Nero the Antichrist? I will quash my deluded enemy, not with the sword. I intend to sing to them. Nero has lost his mind. Welcome back to Nero, Gummy Bear. Yes, Nero was not very happy at this particular moment, but hey, what can you do? So in our last episode, he's uh, rounding up conspirators over the Pisonian conspiracy. Piso himself commits suicide uh, before he can be tortured, uh, doesn't mm-hmm. rush at Nero with a sword, doesn't get up on the, nos- the, the rostra at the forum and say, yeah. come with us. Uh, just decides right. to go home and have a quiet death. <laughs> uh, we, we happy few. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> the, next, the next on the chopping block was Aeneas Seneca, a.k.a. Seneca the Younger, the guy who yeah. was Nero's tutor when he was a young man, mm. one of the leading mm-hmm. Stoic philosophers, not only of his day but of all time, uh, one of the few... Right. Stoic philosophers from that era whose writings mm-hmm. have survived. Um, obviously, when Nero became emperor, Seneca was one of his inner circle for right. quite a few years, particularly that first yeah. five years where everything was going swimmingly. That's right. And then basically, you know, through a variety of circumstances, has been distanced. From Nero, yeah. he's not happy with some of Nero's decisions, particularly after the fire when Nero was raising taxes on everyone to rebuild. Seneca's like, yeah, right. not happy with no, that. No, not a good move. Um, you know, the suggestions, and, and we have to remember that even before he was involved with Nero, remember, I think it was uh, Caligula that banished mm-hmm. Seneca from Rome. Because right. there was uh, the hint of some adultery and maybe right. he was involved in a conspiracy back then. It was a little yeah. bit murky. He was banished, I think, to Corsica, maybe. Sicily or Corsica, one of the two he'd been right. banished to. Uh, was brought back uh, uh, by uh, uh, Agrippina. Agrippina, yeah, you know, yes. she, she, When Agrippina hooked up with Claudius, she got Claudius to bring him back. Uh, right. made him tutor to Nero when he was a young boy. But, you know, he's dodged several bullets in his lifetime, Seneca. Yeah. There's been accusations yeah. against him going right back to Caligula's day, also accusations against him earlier in Nero's reign. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to dodge this one. This is uh, no. This one has his name on it. Now, historians seem to think... He wasn't directly involved in the conspiracy, but he probably knew all about it. After all, Lucan, the, the poet Lucanius, Lucan mm-hmm. was his nephew, as we've talked about before. He seems to be right. one of the main conspirators because Nero wouldn't let him publish his poetry. Uh, and we all know that that's the, the number one reason countries have always gone to war uh, is because right. of poetry. And uh, you would would assume that Lucan went to Seneca at least to try and get him on board to get his approval, to get his blessing, to get his, 
you know, to get him publicly involved because that would lend weight and credibility to the conspiracy. Um, so anyway, he is uh, yeah. he's he, he knew about it and didn't bring it to the attention of Nero. So that in and of itself is right. knowledge of a conspiracy. Right, but but you're right about how dangerous poems can be because I think it, there was a Ukrainian poem that started something like, "The only thing you need to know about Putin is that he goes around on horses and he's tooting. Uh, he can't wear a shirt for shit." I, I don't know the rest of it, but the point is, it's a poem that's got us in this current uh, conflict that we're in now. But you're right; I don't think he was directly uh, implicated, except for by Nautilus. And if, if I remember correctly, it was a pretty fucking weak accusation on his part. So Seneca's like, this is between y'all. I'm just an old man, Netflix and chilling, banging my wife as much as I can, which is not very much because my diet shit. Uh, I'm just an old man who's retired. Leave me out of this. But that's not going to happen. The thing you should know about Putin. Mm hmm. Is if war starts, he won't be the one shooting. <laughs> the Americans are to blame. We're just pawns right. in their game. Oh, I like that. We wish Biden would just stop fucking tooting. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And because of that, there's war. Yeah. Here's uh, what Tacitus has to say about the Seneca situation. Please. Then followed the destruction of Aeneas Seneca, a special joy to the emperor, not because he had convicted him of the conspiracy, but anxious to accomplish with the sword what poison had failed to do. It mm. was, in fact, Natalis alone who divulged Seneca's name, to this extent that he had been sent to Seneca when ailing to see him and remonstrate with him for excluding Piso from his presence, when it would have been better to have kept up their friendship by familiar intercourse. That Seneca's reply was that mutual conversations and frequent interviews were to the advantage of neither, but still that his own life depended on Piso's safety. Gavius Silvanus, tribune of the Praetorian cohort, was ordered to report this to Seneca and to ask him whether he acknowledged what Natalis said and his own mm -hmm. answer. Either by chance or purposely, Seneca had returned on that day from Campania and had stopped at a country house four miles from Rome. Thither, the tribune came next evening, surrounded the house with troops of soldiers and then made known Gosh. the emperor's message to Seneca as he was at dinner with his wife, Pompeia Paulina, and two friends. Seneca mm -hmm. replied that Natalis had been sent to him and had complained to him in Piso's name because of his refusal to see Piso, upon which he excused himself on the ground of failing health and the desire of rest. He had no reason, he said, for preferring the interest of any private citizen to his own safety, and he had no natural aptitude for flattery. No one knew this better than Nero, who had oftener experienced Seneca's free-spokenness than his civility. When the mm -hmm. Tribune reported this answer in the presence of Papaya and Tigellinus, the Emperor's most confidential advisers in his moments of rage, he asked whether Seneca was meditating suicide. Upon this, the mm. Tribune asserted that commander of that he saw sorry, that he saw no signs of fear and perceived no sadness in his words or in his looks. He was a stoic. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> he was accordingly ordered to go back and to announce sentence of death. Oh, 
Fabius Rusticus but. tells us that he did not return the way he came, but went out of his course to Phaenius, the commander mm-hmm. of the guard, and having explained to him the emperor's orders and asked whether he was to obey them, was by him admonished to carry them out, for a fatal spell of cowardice was on them all. Yeah. For this yeah. very Sylvanus was one of the conspirators. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> And he was now abetting the crimes which had united with them to avenge. So, Tribune of the Praetorian Cohort, Sylvanus, Mm -hmm. one of the conspirators, he's now being told to kill Seneca. Right. Even though, or or, or at least tell Seneca that he'd been sentenced to death. Right. Even though he knows Seneca wasn't involved in the conspiracy. Yeah. And he goes to Rusticus and goes, should I do it? And he goes, "Eh, if you don't. Yeah, you're in trouble. You know, you're going to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's him or you, son. That's right. <laughs> so, but he spared himself. But it's a good point, right? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he's like, well, hold on. This is why we started the conspiracy in the first place, because yeah. we didn't like the way Nero was running things. Exactly. Exactly. He goes, well, yeah. you know. Better him you than know, you. It's So, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the slippery slope <laughs> of... Uh, Working for a... Not having right. morals and values. Well, you know, I talked about this in the book, right? Psychopath epidemic. Yes. Like, if you don't have um, a strong set of pre-established morals and values mm-hmm. that you've thought through deeply and you know where the line is, what you do, what you're not willing right. to do, it's easy to just get, go along to get along. Yes. People ask you to do something and then the argument is always, well, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. I'll lose my job or my life in this case. Yeah. They'll get paid. It'll happen anyway. What does yeah. it matter if I do it or right. they do it? Somebody's going to do it. It doesn't really matter. And then it becomes this slippery slope. We go, okay, well, yeah, do I look? Okay, so I, I, I need to, you know, kill a thousand people? Okay, mm-hmm. well, look, if I don't do it, somebody else yeah. will do it, right? I don't want to die. Yeah. You, yeah. You then just live in this, uh, you know, ra- rationalization, this justification of right. things. It sounds to me like there's a lot, there's a lacking of testicular fortitude in Rome these days. Well, you know, I guess the, the West Wing argument right. would be. Well, uh, you know, I think this was um, in one of the early episodes where they had an opportunity mm-hmm. to push through legislation about guns, but if they did that, they were going to lose something else. Right. And, and uh, Toby was pushing uh, the president to do it, and the president and, and Josh uh, and Sam decided not to push forward. And, and their argument was oh, oh, it was actually, no, it was. Uh, um, who was the chief of staff? Leo. John Spencer's character. Leo. Leo. Yeah. He was like, yeah, if we do it, we lose we lose seats in the in the midterms. Right. If we lose seats, then we lose government. We or we lose you know control of the uh, one of the houses. We can't you know the the lower house. We can't do it anyway. Or the upper house, the senate. Yeah. Can't do it anyway. Then we yeah. can't get anything passed. It, and then they will get their stuff passed. It's better that we lose this <laughs> battle right. to win the war. Yeah. You know, that's or, sort of one justification. Yeah. You know, if, well, if we're dead, then the bad guys right. will be in power. And if they're in yeah. power, more bad. At least if we're still alive, we can stop worse things happening than Seneca dying. Yeah. I, I remember one of the first times you and I talked about the West Wing and you said something along these lines and you were some, it was something along the line of uh, it's better for us to be in power and do nothing than let the other guys get in charge 
and uh, maybe pass their stuff. So that's kind of my approach to yeah. podcasting. But I, I can see why they, yeah. uh, you know, why they thought that. But again, mm-hmm. no one's standing up to Nero. They're all disgusted by the way things are, but they're going along to get along. And so Nero continues. So Tacitus continues, but he spared himself, this is Silvanus, right. the anguish of a word or a look, and Mary sent, merely sent into Seneca one of his centurions Good move. who was to announce to him his last doom. Right. Seneca, quite unmoved, asked for tablets on which to inscribe his will, and on the centurion's refusal, turned to his friends, protesting that as he was forbidden to requite them, he bequeathed to them the only but still the noblest possession yet remaining to him, the pattern of his life, which, if they remembered, they would win a name for moral worth and steadfast friendship. Mm. At the same time, he called them back from their tears to manly resolution. Mm -hmm. You can act like a man! (laughs) Now with friendly talk... (laughs) And now with sterner language of rebuke, where, he asked again and again, are your maxims of philosophy or the preparation of so many years study against evils to come? Mm. Who knew not Nero's cruelty? After a mother's and a brother's murder, nothing remains but to add the destruction of a guardian and a tutor. Having spoken these and like words Mm. meant, so to say, for all, he embraced his wife. Then, softening the while from the stern resolution of the hour, he begged and implored her to spare herself the burden of perpetual sorrow, and in the contemplation of a life virtuously spent, to endure a husband's loss with honourable consolations. She declared in answer that she too had decided to die, and claimed for herself the blow of the executioner. Thereupon, Seneca, not to thwart her noble ambition, from an affection... Two, which would not leave behind him for insult, one whom he dearly loved, mm-hmm. replied, I have shown you waves of smoothing life. You prefer the glory of dying. I will not grudge you such a noble example. Let the fortitude of so courageous an end be alike in both of us, but let there be more in your decease to win fame. I like that. Then, by one and the same stroke, they sundered with a dagger the arteries of their arms. Seneca, as his aged frame, attenuated by frugal diet, allowed the blood to escape, but slowly (laughs) severed also the veins of his legs and knees. Damn! Worn out by cruel anguish, afraid too that his sufferings might break his wife's spirit, and that as he looked on her tortures, he might himself sink into irresolution, Mm -hmm. he persuaded her to retire into another chamber. Even at the last moment, his eloquence failed him not. He summoned his secretaries and dictated much to them, which, as it had been published for all readers in his own words, I forbear to paraphrase. Okay. Now, I have to ask, because this is a beautiful moment. He has to die, because if he doesn't kill himself, he will be killed by the guards. I get that. But his wife is like, no, even though I'm not being ordered to kill myself, I want to go with you, husband. I don't want to live without you. And I could not help but think about you and I. If I, for whatever reason, and it's probably going to be Heather, orders me to kill myself, I just imagine you going, Ray, without you in this world, this is not a place I want to be. Holding hands, 
cutting veins left and right, taking poison. I just, I just picture that's how, that's how you and I are going to go out. Hopefully not for many years, but I, that's how I picture us ending this podcast, killing ourselves together. With you singing. Suicide is painless. <laughs> it brings on many changes. Hey, that, ow, that hurts. <laughs> that's, that's when I cut myself. It's like, Cam, quit stabbing yeah. me with your knife. <laughs> you cut your veins. I'll cut my veins, dick. Over there. Yeah. You know, go to yeah. another room. Anyway. So she's going to go with him. No, what I, yeah. what I would say is... I want this person dead. I want their family dead. I want their dog dead. I think I've misread our relationship very, very much. I think I've misread this. Anyway, so... How am I going to talk my way out of dying today? <laughs> You're a complete monster, and I hope hell is real, and I hope you're there. Are you reading my own messages back to me? That's hurtful. (laughs) Fucking hurtful. Anyway, so he's cutting himself left and right, still can't die, because he's so old, and the blood is like, his blood, when it comes out, is not unlike one of my orgasms. It's like a, (sighs) pretty much it, just, (sighs) so he's not dead yet. Anyway, where were we? Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm not proud of that. I'm not fucking proud of that. I've been I'm honest. I'm as honest as I can be. No pride here. People brag about it. Anyway. <laughs> but I So, it. yes. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, Nero actually... Yes. yes. I don't know how this worked. I'm not sure he gave orders... To this effect, but he forbade Paulina to die, according right. to Tacitus, because he had no personal hatred against her. Now, right. I doubt that he sent the soldiers or he sent uh, Sylvanus there with specific orders, whatever you do, don't let his wife commit suicide. Right. Probably said, don't kill her, just kill him. Right. But I, I don't know that he would have said prevent her from committing suicide, so... You know, what, what did they go back and tell Nero that she was committing suicide and then he had to send orders back? No, don't let her do that. It doesn't, this doesn't make a lot of sense. How long does, I think, I'm sorry, how long does it take to travel roughly four miles by horse? I, I, it's been a while since I've either been ridden by a horse or rode a horse, but yeah, they would have to have gone back, said, boss, she's killing herself too. Oh my God, no. And then, so I don't know, that seems kind of weird. Uh, you know, I suspect if there's any truth to all of this, uh, that um, you know the soldiers probably intervened and went, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 you know, no orders for you. You yeah. don't get to kill yourself without uh, Nero's permission. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. It's it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense here. Um, yeah. But anyway, the soldier made her slaves bind up her wounds to stop the bleeding, according to Tacitus, mm-hmm. and she seems to have recovered. Uh, and lived a happy life for many yeah. more years to come. And, you know, there's this great thing in the way he, he quotes or, or, or makes up words for Seneca. Right. I have shown you ways of smoothing life. Mm. Uh, that's, to me, what the Three Illusions uh, has done for me. It helps right. you smooth life out. When you, when you have a philosophy, mm-hmm. as Seneca had, and as he said to his friends, your, maximum, your maxims of philosophy or the preparation of so many years' study against evils to come. You know, that's that's why it's important to study philosophy or think about your right. philosophy, to have a philosophy or, or a framework mm-hmm. is what I say for life because philosophy is one of those words that I think is um, big and scary for people. Yeah. 
you know, you just have to have a framework for understanding why things happen, yes. uh, bad things happen to you and the people around you, and um, how to how to process those things when they happen yeah. in a healthy way. Um, you know, a, a way of acceptance right. uh, and of knowing how to put one foot forward. That's what a philosophy does. It smooths out life for you. So when something bad happens, you, you go, well, nothing uh, is good or bad except thinking makes it mm-hmm. so, as Shakespeare wrote. You, 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 you figure out how to process yeah. it in a healthy way. Um, and know as, yourself. Uh, people who've, yes, know yourself yeah. and know your, your place mm-hmm. in, the, in the world, in the universe. I get told that a lot. So she, uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking know your place, yeah. Yeah. Uh, under the yeah, under the under the desk uh, in the basement. I got it. Get in the basement, yes, boss. Yeah, put the leather suit back on. Um, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> get back in the trunk. Bring out the gimp suit. <laughs> anyway, I think um, so. She 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 obviously um, had studied stoicism mm-hmm. uh, with Seneca and was able to uh, process his death after she got over the fact that she didn't die as well. But Seneca, as you said, just won't die. Yeah. He, he cut his legs, he cut his arms, he cut his knees. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Still won't fucking die. Yeah. Uh, Tacitus writes, uh, Seneca, meantime, as the tedious process of death still lingered on, begs to Titus Aeneas, whom he had long esteemed for his faithful friendship and medical skill to produce a poison ah. with which he had had some time before provided himself, same drug which extinguished the life of those who were condemned by a public sentence of the people of Athens. Oh, uh, It may have been car- castor oil berries. Um, we mentioned on an early uh, Cold War episode mm-hmm. that the Nazis would kill people by making them drink castor oil berries yeah. juice or something and I think at the time we were like what the fuck's up with that uh, <laughs> Farmer Oscar right, uh, in New South Wales emailed me just yesterday he just listened to that episode because he's uh, taken a he took a break from Cold War for a while um, he's back into it and he listened to that and he said oh I had a horse that ate those once and went absolutely batshit crazy and oh my God. smashed its head against a wooden fence and yeah drove it drove it crazy Jesus. so um, legit when you run out of gummies, <laughs> get some of those. Do you know uh, what? So Thank they you. They said great. Thank you for that good yeah. advice, no, no, my they friend. S- they said, I think you'll enjoy it. You might die, but it'll be... <laughs> what a know, way to go. You become a rage monster right. and then die. It was brought to him and he drank it in vain, chilled. It's probably what um, Socrates took. It mm-hmm. was uh, hemlock. Right. He, he drank hemlock, right? Uh, when Greek he was style. forced to commit suicide. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to go out like I mean, who doesn't want to go out like Socrates? If you're gonna, if you're a famous philosopher, yeah. and you're gonna commit suicide, you want to go out the same way as Socrates. Right. right? You, uh, I'm sorry that the people can't see this, but you've probably seen the famous painting of Socrates when he dies. He's got the toga on, and his arm is like this. That is, and a raging heart on is how I want to go. I want my arm up, my dick up. People around me wondering why the fuck I've got a robe on in the first place, and then I die. That's if you're not going to join me, that's how I want to go. But I digress. Bring me hemlock <laughs> and a little blue pill. Not in that order. Don't mix them up. Necessarily. Not funny, people. Not funny. <laughs> it was brought to him and he drank it in vain, chilled as he was throughout his limbs and his frame closed tough. against the efficacy of the poison. Tough. You got no blood left. Yeah. The, the poison can't circulate. Yeah. You bled yourself dry. Yeah. You're still alive. That's science. That's just fucking science. Well, that's this old man will that's not philosophy. die. Like, 
That's philosophy. <laughs> yeah, such a good philosopher, he can't even die. No, you know? I won't. I shan't yeah. die. Yeah. At, at last he entered a pool of heated water from which he sprinkled the nearest of his slaves, adding the exclamation, <laughs> I offer this liquid as a libation to Jupiter the Deliverer. Oh. He was then carried into a bath with the steam of which he was suffocated. Oh, my God. And he was burnt without any of the usual funeral rites. So he had directed in a codicil of his will, Mm -hmm. when even in the height of his wealth and power, he was thinking of his life's clothes. Damn. So no funeral rites. Don't believe in any of that bullshit. Uh, Just throw my body on the fire. It it, it doesn't matter. This isn't even... Yeah. it's It's only... Flesh, right. it's uh, doesn't matter. It, easy come, yeah. easy go. You know. It was a vehicle that I used, that I inhabited. I no longer inhabit it. I don't give a fuck what you do with it. I'm Audi. Well, as a good stoic, he probably realized mm-hmm. that this whole um, experience of life is merely an illusion of the senses. Right. That really there is no separation between me, my body, and the rest of the universe. It is all just one universe. I am merely the universe experiencing itself momentarily through some advanced uh, forms of hydrogen. Right. Um, when that when that body is gone, I I remain. The universe is still here. Yeah. I'm not attached to this existence or this this uh, this body, this life. You know, it, it's meaningless right. to me. Really, you know, it's it's a fun thing to experience. Yeah. But when it's gone, nothing changes. I'm still everything and everywhere and every when. Mm-hmm. So let it let, let it, it go. go. Let I, it go. Fast. Yeah. If I could add the wisdom of Barry Gibb, I don't know if you've seen the BG's documentary, but the very first because he's the only brother that's still alive. He's sitting there by the uh, by the bay, and he and he, the very first thing he says, he goes, "The older I get, I realize there's no truth." There's no good, there's no bad, there's no right, there's no wrong, or whatever. All there is is stuff happens and we have our interpretation of it or how it affects us or how we view it or whatever. It's all whatever it's going to be. It's just how we interpret it. So, and, and he said, if my two brothers were still alive today, they could have very different stories of our experiences together, even though we've made music together for decades. And I think he's right. It's everybody's interpretation or how it affects them or how they remember it or whatever. It's kind of what you were saying. It's, it is what it is. It's just the humans, you know, thinking it so makes it for them. But the second they're gone, it doesn't really matter because all those memories. are Yeah. Gone. Yeah. Barry Gibb. They got started here gentlemen. in Brisbane, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good guys. Uh, so apparently, uh, so Seneca's gone, and apparently there's a rumour that Piso wasn't going to end up on the throne after all, even if he had survived and they'd killed Nero. Right. Tacitus writes, there was a rumour that Sabrius Flavus had held a secret consultation with the centurions and had planned, not without Seneca's knowledge, that when Nero had been slain by Piso's instrumentality, right. Piso also was to be murdered. <sighs> And the empire handed over to Seneca Mm. as a man singled out for his splendid virtues by all persons of integrity. Even a saying of Flavus was popularly, popular, 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 popularly, popularly, popularly current, popularly current. (laughs) 
It's too, it's too early. That it, that it mattered not as to the disgrace if a harp player were removed and a tragic actor <laughs> succeeded him. Right. For Nero used to sing to the harp, so did Piso in the dress of a tragedian. Oh, can I get a real man here, so, please? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So they're like, we're going to use Piso as the focal point of the conspiracy to have Nero kill. But once Nero's gone, we're going to kill Piso too. And then Seneca yeah. will be the man uh, in the top job. And Seneca knew this, probably why he didn't want Piso to come to his house too, by the way. He's right, like, stay away. I'm never going to be able, I'm, I'm hopeless at keeping secrets. <laughs> uh, do not lie is your know, number one rule. <laughs> exactly. So stay away. Uh, I don't say, yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, so he had to keep him away. So with all that, okay, that was just a rumour. But even, as I said before, Seneca must have known about the conspiracy, even if that part of it is true. He must have known from his nephew Lucan what was going on, unless Lucan kept it a secret, but that's hard to imagine. So even the death of Seneca, I think, is justifiable for Nero Mm -hmm. um, because he knew of the conspiracy and did nothing to stop it, and that's... You know, n- loyalty, knowledge of a knowledge of a crime, right? And not doing anything about it is as bad as being involved in it, almost. Especially so, treason. Yes. Yeah. So there you go. That's the end of Seneca. Um, then Subrius Flavus himself and the centurion Sulpicius Asper, two of the main conspirators, were executed. And the Flavus story is a good one. This is what um, Tacitus has to say. Questioned by Nero as to the motives which had led him on to forget his oath of allegiance, he's a tribune, he said, mm-hmm. I hated you, yet not a soldier was more loyal to you while you deserved to be loved. I began to hate you when you became the murderer of your mother and your wife, a charioteer, an actor, and an incendiary. Oh. I have given the man's very words because they were not, like those of Seneca, generally published, mm. though the rough and vigorous sentiments of a soldier ought to be no less known. Throughout the conspiracy, nothing, it was certain, fell with more terror on the ears of Nero, who was as unusual to be told of the crimes he perpetrated right. as he was eager in their perpetration. The punishment of Flavus was entrusted to Vaianius Niger, a tribune. Right. At his direction, a pit was dug in a neighbouring field. Flavus, on seeing it, censured it as too shallow and confined, (laughs) saying to the soldiers around him, even this is not according to military rule. When bidden to offer his neck resolutely, I wish, said he, that your stroke may be as resolute. The tribune trembled greatly, and having only just severed his head at two blows, vaunted, his brutality to Nero, saying that he had slain him with a blow and a half. Oh, what a way to go. The first blow doesn't kill you. What's the difference between a blow and a half and two a... blows? What's the difference between two blows and a blow and a half? Like, <laughs> really? That, that's, that's something to be proud um, of? What's a half a blow anyway? Um, What's a half a blow of a sword, bro? Uh, that's a half a... I know, you, no one knows more about blowing than you. What's a half a blow? You ever had um, half a blow? I've had tons of, of them because she's like, look, God damn it, Ray, I yeah. was asleep. Stop that. That's not funny. That's <laughs> my experience. Uh, anyway, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to hell. She said, I'm a, yeah. 
She said, I'm asleep and... The anus is now closed. <laughs> I said, I'm not sucking nothing. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah. I don't know how this marriage is going to work anymore. Oh, she's so selfish. So goddamn selfish with that anus. I would suck with dick. Like Jesus. I would, I would Random. suck like Jesus' dick, yes. Anything to get into heaven. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> um, so, uh, okay. So, Flavus accused Nero to his right. face. When you became the murderer of your mother. Now, yeah. let's be honest. If anyone in this story deserved to get murdered, it was his mother. Yeah. Uh, Agrippina. Yeah, she earned that shit. You know. Yeah. She had Claudius murdered. So, really, fuck her and the right. horse she rode in she on. She ruined lives. Your Wife, exactly. okay, so, right. so murdering his wife who, who, probably, yeah, that's Who bad. hasn't thought I'll, about that? Yeah. yeah, but come on, who hasn't <laughs> thought about it? A charioteer, an actor, and an incendiary. Right. I, I know the charioteer, I remember the actor, but an incendiary. Uh, who was the incendiary? No, my translation says arsonist. He was blaming him for the fire. Oh, you are an artist. You are, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, when you became a charioteer, an actor, and an incendiary. Yeah, burnt I down, see. Yeah, right, so, right, so. right, right, right. Again. He hated him when he became yeah, an actor. You bastard. You know, There's nothing worse yeah. than performing <laughs> on the theater. So his, his priorities are fucked up. But he's a soldier, so what do you expect? I don't mind you killing people because I do that. But yeah, when you right. got on stage and you strummed or you blew or whatever the fuck that machine was, that's when I wanted to see you dead. But he said, look, the, the, the hole, the pit in the ground isn't big enough. For my penis. And hey uh, then he got down and said, yes. do your best. And it wasn't that good. Reminds, yeah. he went out like um, fucking, uh, what's his face in Game of Thrones, the Irishman, um, in the first season, uh, King oh. of the North, whatever his name was. I can't. If, if I'm high when I'm watching something, you know, the and then guy, I'm not. Uh, well, let, let me explain. When I'm high when I watch something, and then later on you ask me about it when I'm currently not high, I'm not going to remember. High Ray will remember, but not High Ray has no fucking idea what you're talking about. So give me about 30 minutes, and I will know the answer. I, I you know, blocked all of Game of Thrones out after the finale. I just, right. uh, you know, I, I just it's like, nope. flushed it from my Gone. brain because, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, doesn't deserve to be remembered after they fucked it so gotcha. badly. Um, okay, so Marcus Julius Vestinus Atticus, who was one of the current consuls, right. and he was very rich. His father had been a former governor of Egypt. They had a, he had a mansion overlooking the Forum and a million slaves <laughs> and was the husband of Messalina, Uh-oh. who... Nero had had an affair with right. and would end up as his third wife. Mm-hmm. Nero hated Atticus because he would apparently make jokes at Nero's expense. Yeah. And also he was fucking Messalina, even though he knew that Nero had banged her for a while there. Um, yeah. Nero hoped he was involved in the conspiracy so he could have him killed too. <laughs> right. But... Uh, Apparently, no one came forward with evidence against him. Yeah. So no he was just him. like, oh, fuck it, just kill him. Just kill him anyway. You- um, now, yeah. apparently he wasn't involved in the conspiracy because I read that 
Pizzo thought he might be a contender for power himself. He thought right. he might, uh, you Didn't know, be a, be a a competitor for Nero uh, for Pizzo. Sorry, after Nero was gone, so he didn't trust him. Yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe Pompeia or Tigellinus said to Nero, "Tell me you have absolute power without telling me you have absolute power." And he said, "Well, sure. This guy has not been named by anybody, but I want his fucking ass dead anyway. Guess what, motherfucker, gonna die." And that's, I don't know if he said it exactly like that, but that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So this, by the way, this Messalina that Nero had been fucking, who was his wife, was the uh, daughter of the other Messalina, the original Messalina who was married to Claudius. Right. Um, So she was born in 39 or 40, so she's about 25 at this stage. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so... Nero, who was Claudius's stepson, right, is has been fucking Claudius's daughter, okay, his stepsister, right, uh, who he will then, of course, end up marrying. So yes. um, normal, you know, yeah. Uh, Rome or Trailer Park, it's all the same. Yeah, Rome or or, or Virginia, hard <laughs> to tell. <laughs> You're not wrong. I can't say anything. Oh. By the way, yep. off air, Ray and I were talking about the fact that um, I'm coming to the US in June and July, and yep. we're going to do some events. We're, we're just, yep. Ray's trying to figure out how to get permission from Heather. Pretty um, much. Talk to Tommy the Mock. He's the expert at getting permission from wives to go do stuff. PowerPoint um, presentation. That's what I need. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With an emphasis on the power. <laughs> and it was the power of his point. He said, right? you, want, you want any yeah. more of this point? Yeah. Don't make me point? cut you off. I'll cut you off. I've yeah. got the power. Yeah. 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 I have the power! I can s- Sorry. I Sorry. can stick it in any hole, and I often have. <laughs> uh, um, particularly the- when I was in Vegas. Right. So we're going to be doing some events. Yes. Um, I'm going to okay. be in L.A. Uh, around about the 15th, 16th, 17th of June, so I'll probably do a dinner or something there like I did last time, uh, which was quite a few years ago. Um. And then we, then I'm going to be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona for a week or two at different points. Mm-hmm. So anyone who wants to come and hang out, um, do an event or a dinner or something in Phoenix, um, Ray may or may not come to that. So, and we might do something around the Grand Canyon. We're going to go do some camping in the Grand Canyon. We might yeah. try and figure out a, a meet point re- meeting spot around there somewhere if you want to come there. Um, I'll right. also be in Utah but for a bit. Warned. Might hang out with. Uh, some mm. of the folks there. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, cool. so just a heads up, we're going to do some stuff June and July. It'll be the first time in I don't know, the last time I was over there. I can't remember. Have I been over there since Europe? Yeah, I did. I came over to shoot the film uh, after Europe, didn't I? Mm. Right. North Carolina. Yeah, 20, we met up in North Carolina. 2019. Yeah. It was early 2019 was the last time we did right. stuff over there, I think. Yeah. What was that? Had a three, blast. Three and a half years ago. Three and a half years. Since we've hung out wow. in person. Fuck me. It's time. When were you in it's Australia? Time. What year did you come here? 2017? That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we die. went to Europe in 2018. And then mm-hmm. I came to US in 2019. And then, and then COVID you, hit in 2020. And right. Right. Yeah. I think I really still think that was Jesus trying to block your film. Uh, but well, he did not succeed. So your film was out well, there. So good. Yeah. Suck a dick, Jesus. <laughs> 
Um, not black Jesus, though. Black no, Jesus is no. cool. We're down with black Jesus. Oh, all day long. Black Jesus invented rock and roll. White <laughs> Jesus can suck a dick. <laughs> oh, and on that note, yeah. Okay, so uh, Atticus we're talking about yes. here, married to Messalina. Here's what Tacitus says. Nero dispatched Gerulanus, a tribune, with a cohort of soldiers and with orders to forestall the designs of the consul, to seize what he might call his fortress and crush his train of chosen youths. He had a stable of young men <laughs> coming behind him. Right. For Vestinus had a house towering over the forum and a host of handsome slaves of the yeah. same age. Yeah. On that day, he had performed all his duties as consul and was entertaining some guests, fearless of danger, or perhaps by way of hiding his fears, mm-hmm. when the soldiers entered and announced to him the tribune's summons. He rose without a moment's delay, and every preparation was at once made. He shut himself into his chamber. A physician was at his side. His veins were opened. With life still strong in him, he was carried into a bath and plunged into warm water without uttering a word of pity for himself. Mm. Meanwhile, the guards surrounded those who had sat at his table, and it was only at a late hour of the night that they were dismissed when Nero, having pictured to himself and laughed over their terror at the expectation of a fatal end to their banquet, said that they had suffered enough punishment for the consul's entertainment. Nero Nero loves a good joke. He really does. I think we need to remember, because you and I have been... um, bitching about these Romans being pussies for the last two hours, we have to remember that the idea of suicide back then was a lot more honorable and acceptable or whatever other words I should be using than it is now. So, yeah, they could have grabbed a sword and maybe tried to charge and kill some of the guards before they died. You know, go out with a bla- in a blaze of glory. Glo- glory hole? No, blaze of glory. But um, that was a Freudian slip. No, but I, again, it was acceptable to just go into the bathroom, open your veins or have someone open them, and you weren't looked down for that. And so I think we just, I just wanted to say that again, because this is going to be happening a lot because Nero is not done cleaning house. Uh, I want to get this clip from uh, the Godfather part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me uh, see if I can make this work for you. Oh, during the testimony. I'll take that. No. 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 This is when... After the testimony, when Frank Pentangeli is uh, back in prison, right, and um, uh, the consigliere goes to see him, mm-hmm. and they have this conversation. They're smoking cigars out in the prison yard. It's gonna be okay, Frankie. Don't worry. Then my brother go back. Yeah. Don't worry. He's ten times tougher than me, my brother. He's old-fashioned. He didn't even want to go out to dinner. He just wanted to go straight home. That's my brother. And this is nothing could get him get him away from that two-mule town. He could have been big here. He could have had his own family. Come. What do I do now? Frankie, you were always interested in politics and history. I remember you talking about Hitler back in 33. I still read a lot. I got good stuff in there. You were around the old timers who dreamed of how the family should be organized, how they based among the old Roman legions and call them regimes, the capos and the soldiers. And it worked. Yeah, it worked. 
Those were great old days, you know. And we was like the Roman Empire. The Corleone family was like the Roman Empire. It was once. Thank you. against the Emperor failed. Plotters were always given a chance to let the families keep their fortunes. Yeah, but only the rich guys, Tom. The little guys, they got knocked off and all their estates went to the Emperors. Unless they went home and they killed themselves, then nothing happened. And the families... Their families were taken care of, Tom. That was a good break. Nice deal. Yeah. They, uh, they went home and sat in the hot bath, opened up their veins, and bled to death. And sometimes they had a little party before they did it. about anything, Frankie Five Angels. Thanks, Tom. Thanks. That's it. Oh, now I gotta watch all those movies tonight. Fucking A. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm chilled. I got chills. Fuck. Love that movie. I chills. <laughs> They're multiplying. <laughs> and I'm losing control, control. with the, the power, power you're supplying. It's electrifying. <laughs> Speaking of the Bee Gees. Huh? Back to the Bee Gees. Be- <laughs> it's all, it always goes back to the Bee Gees, I find. Everything in history goes back to the Bee Gees. Um, next, according to Tacitus, he ordered the destruction of Marcus Aeneas Lucanus. Ah, this is Lucan, the poet, dick. nephew of Seneca. Yeah. As the blood flowed freely from him and he felt a chill creeping through his feet and hands and the life gradually ebbing from his extremities, mm-hmm. though the heart was still warm and he retained his mental power, Lucanus recalled some poetry he had composed in which he had told the story of a wounded soldier dying a similar kind of death, and he recited the very lines. These were his last words. After him, Senecio Quintianus and Scavinus perished not in the manner expected from the past effeminacy of their life and then the remaining conspirators without deed or word deserving record. So, like, uh, getting back to The Godfather, like Michael Corleone in the first film, the end of the first film, tonight Nero settles all family business. He's taking care of all of the conspirators and anyone who knew about the conspiracy. But here's the thing. Yes. Whilst you might think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, members of the jury, respected colleagues, uh, Mm -hmm. esteemed members of of this uh, respected chamber (laughs) in the United Nations, whilst you might think that Nero sounds pretty brutal here, 
Right. And that he's just going full Tiberius and having people killed left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so. Four Praetorian tribunes who were either aware of the conspiracy or involved in the conspiracy at some level were dismissed, not executed, right. according to Tacitus. Their lives were mm. spared. Two other tribunes, he says, were spared for cooperating in the punishment of their fellow conspirators. Right. But killed themselves anyway. Mm. But here's the thing. Nero yeah. was sparing people's lives yeah. who were involved or had knowledge of it. He's not just right. blanket executing everybody. He's letting yeah. some people go, go spared. So that suggests he's not, you know, on a mad psychopathic killing spree here. Like we always get... You know, the, the depiction of Nero in, in popular history is that he was mad, yeah. particularly at this stage, and that he's just killing people left, right, and center and giggling about it while he does it. Yeah. Not the case, according to Tacitus, who hates Nero. Right. Like, he, he, he's dead against Nero from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's saying uh, he spared people that he could have had executed. So yeah. What are we to make of that? Some people were banished. I think I think Nero genuinely did ask questions of people. Yes, they were probably being tortured, and yes, they were killed afterwards, but he gathered information and he gathered names. Some people were just banished. Some people were exiled. Some people, you know, were warned or whatever. But yeah, no, he could have kept on killing, especially if he was truly mentally imbalanced and paranoid because you can always find enemies uh if you're paranoid he could have he could have easily kept killing and justified it to himself but he doesn't he's like who's guilty you have to die now let's move on so again if i was in his position and i represent the state you coming after me i'm coming after you yeah you know and and this is not uh, unusual in any sort of uh monarchy you know uh yeah. You know what do you call it? Uh, treason? Uh, yeah, suffers consequences. Anyone involved in this? And, and apparently there was quite a few people involved in this, right? Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, and it's important also, I think, to realise that there were members of the elite that were on Nero's side during this process. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the consul Petronius Turpilianus, the praetor designate Cocceius Nerva. Obviously, becomes an emperor later on himself briefly. Right. Um, Tigellinus, the prefect. So, not all of the Praetorians or even all the Praetorian prefects were against him or all of the consuls. Right. And the imperial freedman Epaphroditus, they all received uh, honors afterwards that you would have normally only received for a military victory. Some form of uh, right, you know, military honors for their role in uncovering and crushing the conspiracy, mm-hmm. and there were others as well, other other members of the elite that were on Nero's side that don't really get uh, named in Tacitus. But you think about it, there there would have been. I mean, how many senators do we have now? I know we've had up to eight hundred at one right. stage. I think it's brought back to like 400 the last I recall yeah something like that so yeah. there's hundreds of senators not to mention any number of equestrians etc etc mm-hmm. uh, centurions it seems like there's probably a dozen or a couple of dozen involved in the conspiracy but that's 10 percent 
maybe, of the uh, right. aristocracy. If you take the, the senators and the equestrians as the, 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 the elite of Rome, 10% are part of the conspiracy that we know about, that seem to be caught anyway. Yeah. 10% of the people are always crazy. 10% of the people in Australia aren't vaccinated <laughs> and are marching in the streets with yeah. truck convoys still thinking that Bill Gates is trying to put chips into their brains or they're against masks and or against fucking right. whatever it is of the day. Any, any, any man of QAnon bullshit that these people yeah. are getting sucked into. Um, there's always 10% of the population that are batshit crazy. So... <laughs> The fact that ten percent of the elite you know, wanted to get rid of Nero really doesn't about, say anything about, right. about the level of his popularity right. with the people, or even with the rest of the elite. Yeah, or the backbencher backbenchers in, in the Senate. They don't ever cross Nero. They have no reason to fear Nero. So yeah, he's just doing what he's. I mean, everybody has that strong survival instinct. Um, he's just protecting himself. Now, I mean, yeah, okay, so that's... Yeah. The, the flip side of that story, though, is there's only a small percentage of people that ever start a revolution either. I mean... That's all you need. You know, when Castro and Che went into Cuba, you know, they had 80 guys. Right. 60 of whom got killed on the first day. Um, right. So, you know, it's always a small number of people that start and run revolutions initially as well. Um, but my point isn't that they're crazy or that they're noble. It's that they were a small percentage yes. of the people. Uh, the majority of the people seem to have been relatively happy with the way Nero was running things. Maybe they thought he was responsible for the fire, but um, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how many of them would have actually believed that rumor. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know he sort of restores the balance here mm -hmm. afterwards. He has people executed and punished in different ways. Right. But uh, some are pardoned, some are ignored. The Senate felt confident enough after all of this to stop the prosecution of Seneca's brother, Gallio, by another member of the Senate. They said, mm -hmm. no, no, like, okay, Seneca, yes, this guy... No evidence that he really knew what was going on. So no, we're not going after him. Yeah, they they had the confidence to say no, not to, you know. If you think Nero's on the warpath and you want to suck Nero's dick, exactly, you would go sure, kill them all, kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they didn't. They were like no, 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 no. And, and they were confident enough to do that. They weren't scared that Nero was going to see that as a betrayal or as treason. Right. Nero himself refused a temple to himself. Right. Uh, which was an unprecedented honour for a living emperor. There was a suggestion we'll build a, a, a temple, and he was like, uh, come on, everyone calm the fuck down. Yeah, look, yeah. there was a thing, it was tragic, yeah. we took care of it, Yeah, it's back to normal. Yeah. Everybody, I'm just a guy. crazy. Just a guy, not yeah. a god yet. I mean, I will be a god, I think we can all see that coming, yeah. but not yet. Yeah, I'd rather you build a temple to my loot playing. right prowess than to be as a god. Just, <laughs> Which deserves uh, it. Exactly. And I want really good acoustics in there because I will be there every Friday night rocking it out. Do you hear me? Let's do this. Then he holds his second Neronia. This is the massive uh, Greek-style festival that he set up, uh, runs it every five years to celebrate his uh, rule, his, mm -hmm. his uh, uh, succession to the throne. Awesomeness. And then... Yeah. Popeye dies. Oh, uh, yeah. but um, we'll have to cover that. Yeah, 
next time. Yeah. If I could just real quick on your 10% theory, I like that. I would guess that 10% of our listeners would probably want to do us harm. So if you 10% could not meet up with us in California or out West, that would be greatly appreciated. Just hugs and kisses. That's all I'm saying. And that's not hot. I want to make that clear. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go out with this just because I can. This is Nero on the loose. Good. That class act.